Welcome to the official Titans podcast, better known as the OTP. My name is Mike Keith. This is Amy Wells. Hey, Mike. How are you? Here again every week. Absolutely. We are recording this on a non-OTA day. OTA, OTP. Oh, that's nice. It gets a little confusing. That's clever. OTA is organized team activity, though. OTP is official Titans podcast. That's correct. Malcolm Butler is number 21. Sixth-year man out of West Alabama. Titans Corner. Welcome to the OTP. Yes, sir. On a non-OTA day. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Thanks Uh, for having me. All right, I want to ask you. Now, some of the guys on the non-OTA day, as part of their workouts doing yoga. Now, that I remember when Eddie George used to do yoga, and everybody would freak out because it was like, Eddie George is doing yoga. Well, for a while, yoga was like this weird, outside-of-your-brain, like, odd meditating experience. But Eddie George was like the first guy to do all of this kind of stuff around here. Right. Back when everybody just ate steaks and baked potatoes and big (laughs) things of ice cream. Life has changed now. Do you you like to do the yoga? Yeah, I, I like to do it. You know, it's relaxing. You know, you stretch all your muscles, loosen up all your joints, and... Um, it just it's just good to have that that peace of mind for that moment. So let's go back to Vicksburg, Malcolm Butler. If I'd have told you coming out of high school, hey, you're going to be doing yoga, would you have believed it? Would Would Vicksburg, Mississippi, Malcolm Butler, ten years ago, eleven, twelve years ago, have believed that you'd be doing yoga? No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, I do not think so, man. I. I I would agree with like basketball or football or something like that, but yoga that's that's far from the list. Is that the I don't even want to say weird because it, yoga is not weird at all. No. But is that the kind of most different from football activities type of workout that you do? I know guys are doing Pilates, right. guys are boxing. There's all different things you can do to train. What are some of the more outside the box things that you do? I most definitely say yoga is one of them. Um, sometimes I swim. Um, you know, pretty much everything else, you know, basically football-related. You know, it's not too much I don't do outside of football that, you know, help me with football. Like, uh, I don't do the Pilates, but, you know, yoga is one of them. Swimming, I know, I don't know too many guys that do that. You know, I ride bikes sometimes. So um, it's, it's multiple things you can do, and there's a lot of things I don't do. So you believe the story when they talk about James Harrison the the Steeler great supposedly he spent like 300 grand of his own money which he had i mean he had good contracts but he spent like 300 grand on on different kinds of fitness on um people who did massages for him all sorts of different things to condition his body so that doesn't shock you in the least malcolm yeah, it, it, I actually had a talk with James about that. No and kidding, he told really? me he, he told me the same thing. You know, he spent like three hundred and thirty thousand dollars on his body, and um, I'm, I'm still looking forward to him to be playing right now. But <laughs> um, I mean, your body is a you know it's very important. But you know, I just don't see myself spending that much on my body. Grand. No, I don't. Now he was your teammate briefly with the Patriots. Yeah, yes, sir. That must have been fascinating. To, to meet a guy like that that you've read about and that you know from the outside who is not only sort of a legendary figure as a player, but 
is sort of transformational in terms of the fact that he he was not typical size. He was an undrafted. He he was a Ravens practice squad guy. And he, like Tom Brady, is one of these guys that does all these things because he feels like this is the job and this is how you do it. Oh, most definitely. You know, I, I most definitely, you know, took a look at his story. He most definitely wanted to... Uh, one of the guys I looked up to, you know, you know, giving guys, undrafted guys motivation. And, um, you know, we got similar traits, you know, works hard, you know, always trying to do extra, you know, and be the best he can be. So uh, James is a good guy, and uh, his story is very inspiring. He's friendly? Uh, he doesn't look friendly. Yeah, he he, he, doesn't look, look he friendly. a little bit friendly. <laughs> he's not friendly like that, but, you know, he's a good guy to talk to. Is it because you're on defense with him? Probably so. Yeah. Probably so. I think so. I think so, man. But, you know, it's funny. He talked about Brady and how much he admired Brady. And, I mean, it was kind of like, is really? that just because the two guys are so alike professionally? I think so. I think they got similar traits. You know, they eat healthy. You know, they take care of their bodies. You know, they're always the last one leaving leaving work, the sure. first one there. So, I, I'm I understand what he's saying right there. Pros like pros. Pros like pros. Yeah. I wonder how much of things like that, like having such a strict regiment and doing some of those kind of different things, helps you mentally as well as physically. Do you think that there's that aspect to it as well? Uh, most definitely. Uh, you can have all the physical parts uh, of the game, but you you got to be uh, mentally strong also. So um, I really think those things, you know, uh, calculate into your gameplay, you know, from eating right, from studying to having a clear mind, you know, the yoga, uh, the meditation. So, um, yeah, I most think I most definitely think it's a factor into the game. What has your off season been like, Malcolm Butler? Um, it's it been, it been bittersweet, you know. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of vacationing, but I've mainly been, you know, focusing on football, even though football is not here. It wasn't there here. It wasn't there then, but it's here now. So uh, I'm just pretty much doing the same thing. But you know, spent time with the family. Um, took a couple trips, you know, that I deserve. You know, got my mind off football for the most part, and um, you know, I just do the same thing every year. You know, try to have the best year I can, and um, you know, it, it's been great. I'm glad we're back. I wanted to be back. Best trip. Um, I said I went to Cancun, you know. Ooh. Yeah, I liked the water, you know. The sun was real spicy, but, you know, that, that was good. <laughs> Do you work out while you're on one of those trips? Most definitely. I go to the sand pit and, you know, just run some routes. If they don't have, well, just run some footwork drills and things like that, uh, unless they got a lot of little rocks in the sand, then I had to come up off of there. That stuff in the sand is no joke, too. I mean, it works your muscles differently, right? Most definitely. It most definitely worked the muscles uh, better than grass. Holy smokes. And see, here's the thing. It's hard for me to work out. Just to in general? To convince myself that I want to go do it. I mean, it takes, like, everything I've got to get on a bike or mm -hmm. whatever. For you, Malcolm Butler, I wonder... Does it take everything that you have to not work out because it's such a, a huge part of your life? Um, To take a day off. Can you take a day off? I mean, it depends on how hard you work, and okay. it depends on what kind of day you take off. So if you if you busting your tail, like, every day through the week when you don't have to, I mean, you deserve, you know, Saturday and Sunday off. You know, at least you can do something productive on those weekends like scratch or ride a bike or do some yoga you know what i mean uh it's really no days off if you want to be good and accomplish everything you want to accomplish so 
um, it just it just varies. You know, some guys can take days off, some guys can't, cause you know, two days off, you know, it's like you're going back down the drain. You know, everybody doesn't have it the same body, so um, it depends on who you are. You know, the other part that was always emphasized that is still really emphasized to you guys is when the season ends, they say, don't do anything for a while. Let your body just rest. How do you know when it's time to start back to work? Well, you know, um, you know, since I'm, I'm a veteran now, you know, I got years under my belt. You know, when I first got in the NFL, first, first three years, uh, I used to take probably like wait until like a month okay. until we start back doing something. Um, but now, you know, I do like some twice a week, you know, just to, so I won't have to work that hard when it's time to get back started. I can at least be in some kind of shape. So uh, as you get more experience of the game, you will start to understand that um, it's not just just resting the whole time. How long did it take you to realize that there's got to be a better way <laughs> than what you were currently doing? Um, you just, you know, you get older. Um, and it's just, the smart, it's just the smartest thing to do. You know, you don't want to, like, that's just like studying for a test at the last minute. So you always want to be prepared before you head into any kind of situation. Who taught you that? Who was the player who, who got, or a coach or a trainer who got that across to you? Well, you know, I've been knowing to do those things, but, um, you know, I get on social media. I can see Logan Ryan and uh, Kevin Byard always doing things like that. You know, even though I knew of those things before I met those guys. Uh, but, you know, just hearing from coaches and then seeing my actual teammates doing it also. So I'm like, yeah, I need to, you know, step my game up. Pros respect pros. Mm -hmm. same, same deal. Let me ask you about Frank Perino, the new strength coach here. He was at Boston College. Did you know him when you were with the Patriots? Were you aware of him? Um, I did not. Okay. I did not. What has he brought to the Titans so far just in the short time you've been working with him as the new strength coach here? Um, I say Frank Brunk, accountability in the, in the, in the, in the weight room. You know, he's going to make sure you're doing everything right. He's going to try to make sure you're doing it the right way. Um, he shows no favoritism. You know, he's going to be who he is. He's going to be uh, straight up with you and – you know, it's, it's it's a good program. You know, I feel stronger, lighter, faster, and I think everybody else agrees. I know I agree 100%, so I think he's a good addition to the team. As you're going through a new kind of regiment with a new conditioning coach or a strength coach, how long does it take you to kind of feel like you're on the same page with them? You know, you talk about coaching staffs and needing to get used to a new culture. Is that the same in the weight room? Well, at first, I know everybody was looking at each other when we first worked out. with Frank, <laughs> like, what, what, what is we doing? Is this camp already? <laughs> but, you know, after doing it so many times, it got easier and easier. And that just let me know and I think my teammates know that, you know, it's working. And, you know, um, hard work going to pay off. And um, we're just getting used to it. And we dominating his system. So um i hope it's for the best you know so we can be better and win two or three more games sure. or you know everything counts you know we we was short a game last year i'm pretty sure that um his program can get us another game or so you know but you know you can't predict the future but that's the mindset you got to have that is an interesting thought process though that this right now is almost stacking building blocks that can maybe get you one step higher or one play higher. And the way that that kind of stacks on top of each itself is really interesting. 
Uh, most definitely. Um, yeah, it's just like building momentum. Um, it's just like keep putting money in your bank account. You know, at the end of the day, you already know you stack those chips, and you're gonna have that stamina, or that last play drive, or that that step of inches that you need to knock a ball down or make a tackle. And you know it, it adds up, and you know just put it all in the bank. And whenever it's time to be spent, all you put it out there. So is it safe to say that you can tell that Frank Pereno is absolutely Mike Vrabel's strength coach? Um, see, I I, I, don't, I don't know that much, but I, as I know, he he he's there with us every day. Okay, and you know. He, he he's our leader in the weight room, and, you know, we're going to do what he says. So um, I say, yeah. I, well, the reason I was asking is because you can definitely tell Dean Pease is Mike Vrabel's defensive coordinator. That's exactly the style he wants. Arthur Smith's the offensive coordinator. That's the style he wants. It feels like, just from the outside, that Frank very much fits the head coach's personality in that role as well. Uh, most definitely. That's just like me owning a, you know, a wing spot. You know, yeah. if I feel like mm-hmm. you can't run the fries, I'm not gonna let you run the fries. If you can't, <laughs> you can't do the bread. I'm not gonna let you do the bread. Do you so, own a wing spot? No, nah, I don't. I was just trying to Are make you up. Going for to? You, Sounds know? like you should. I, I might. I might. You know, I still. I'm just gotta focus on this football right now. But uh, yeah, you most definitely want to have your staff the way you, the way you want them. So um, you know, it's it's his team. You know, his decision. So. I'm going to rock whatever he goes with. I'm going to hit that for just a second, though, because you, you worked at Popeye's, right? Oh, most definitely. All right, so was this in back in Vicksburg? Yes, sir. All right, so did that get you interested in the restaurant business for somewhere down the line to do some sort of franchise or something of that sort? Um, so you or, know, or interested in staying away from it? Yeah. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. I, I, I love Popeye's, but... um. You know, after all the, you know, when I first hit the scene, you know, made a big play. You know, Papa, I sent me a Leatherman jacket, and you know, my uh, management guy, he was just like, you should start a franchise or whatever. But, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. But I was just really focused, in, fo- focused and locked in on football. So, um, uh, like, like I said, man, once I get done playing ball, you know, I'm, I might step into those type of things. All right. Well, here's the question, though. So you're talking about different people being good at different things. What were you the best at doing at Popeyes? Um, so I, I was running the drive-through, but you know, I was like a, like an all-star at Popeyes. <laughs> you know, I can, I can go put the letters up on the billboard. I can go, uh, do the parking lot. I can do the fries, the chicken. So you know, I was, I was the handyman. I could do a lot around there. I was there for about three or four years. So that were was you a, really? Yeah, a little bit of co- consistency. So. I know how to keep a job, at least try. And, um, yeah, I've always been a hard-working man. That's hard work. Yes, sir, I, I mean, the people who who work the restaurant business, whether it be a, a chain or a, a standalone or whatever, I mean, food service is tough work. You're on your feet. You're having to hustle. You're you're having to be part of customer service because you get some people who are just you yeah, know you, like you Amy. Got, you, you got no cranky chicken and demanding and, and <laughs> wrong order, all that. Yes, sir. I understand. What yeah. what is it about that experience that you take into your pro football experience every day that you think you use? Well, I thought of this. Um, you know, sometimes you know. Um, a little pressure get to you sometimes, sure. you know, the, I, the big contract. I'm coming from the Super Bowl whole situation. I'm on a new team, big contract. And I just told myself I'm going to go back to my, you know, first and second and third year, you know, when I was making Popeye's money. So this year I make 725 
So that's the mindset I have. And, you know, that's just just get to the old you and nothing else matters. That's just, who Malcolm Butler is. Exactly. Most it's your heart and soul, putting the, the checking it's, account it's, aside, this is what you do and this is who you are. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Is that kind of what you did at mid-year last year when you got reset? I mean, you had a fantastic second half of the season. Is that kind of how you approached it? Yes, sir. Um, you know, I just let everything go, man, and just start ignoring the noise and, you know, start learning the defense more and start focusing more and just start getting comfortable with my coaches and my teammates and my environment. And, you know, things change. So uh, I'm looking to build off that. Well, let's talk about your teammates a little bit because you are in a very special room here at the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> <laughs> to put I think it it's mildly, the most special room. I, Rowdy feels too harsh but y'all have a lot of fun together and it seems like you guys have really gelled both on the field and off the field how nice is that for you to be around guys that you can actually be the real Malcolm Butler with it feels great you know it's most definitely didn't feel this way last year you know I had to ease my way into it you know uh, let people learn who I am and learn who they are but this year you know um, I really just don't care. I'm just I just been being me, you know, throwing a couple hoops up in the locker room, joking with the guys. You know, somebody gets a, a wrong a question wrong in the meeting room, we laughing at each other. So we, we most bump, most definitely bonded and gelled together and um it's great, man. I got a great group of guys, young guys. I'm the oldest guy but Are you really? Yeah, yeah, I'm the oldest, me and uh Kenny, but uh, it's a great group, man, and we, we also feel special about each other, and we know what we're capable of doing this year since we are. That room has, the to me, the most different personalities. Yep, I agree with that. I mean, because the O-line, you've got Lawan, who's Lawan, mm-hmm. and then everybody else is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of the same sort of guy. The linebackers are kind of the same dudes. The D-backs, I mean, you've got – Kevin Byard was in here with us a couple weeks ago, and he's different from Logan, and Vaccaro's different from, you know, from anybody yeah. else. And mm-hmm. it, it really is – it's a fascinating group of guys. What's it like with Kerry Combs for a second year now that you're used to him? Um, it's great. You know, um, we learned each other. He learned us. You know, we build in trust. We had to build trust. Uh, everyone trusts him, and, you know, um, I, I believe he trusts us. So um, he was a rookie last year. You know, I'm pretty sure he was going through different things and different experience, you know, dealing with grown men with well, some grown men because, you mm-hmm. know, some of us. <laughs> 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 but, uh, uh, yeah, so I know it was a big change for him from college students to grown men and um, – you know, I, I think he's he's getting comfortable and uh, he's doing a great job with us and everybody bonds with uh, with him and um, he's just a great coach to be around. How long did it take you to get used to his style of basically chasing you guys down the field? I mean, he has he's a very high energy coach. Um, I got used to it right away. You mm-hmm. know, it feels like he wants to play <laughs> and um, you know, it's similar to Braver. You know, he, he he's like that too, uh, but. You know, he's just a fireball of energy, and we love that, man. We love to make our coach excited when we make plays, and um, we need that energy. We need all the energy we can have. How did Kerry Combs help you through the difficult times last year, Malcolm Butler? Uh, We used to have one-on-one meetings, you know. I used to look at my iPad here, have a section of plays that, you know, I could have been better on and a section of plays that I was good on, and 
Um, I just started seeing things differently and, you know, just the little details and, you know, and especially having some someone that really cares about, you know, just not, you're not performing well, but your state of mind too. So, you know, he helped me out a lot and I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm one of his players. I want to ask one more. In retrospect, as you look back at the tape, what did you do better physically during November and December than September and October? What were you? Why was your play so much better from a physical standpoint? What What did you What did you really focus upon that way? Well, I can remember. You know, I started off kind of hot the Miami game, yeah. and I know I gave up a you know probably a, well a long pass that game too. So um, it just took my confidence down a little bit, but um, I learned that, you know, failure cannot, you know, you, you can't let failure humble you. You know, you got to keep that same energy. You still got to believe in yourself. You're going to have failures, but you need to keep that same attitude each and every day, each and every play. And um, I just started believing in myself and, you know, just just not caring, just not caring, just going out there and playing football and just laying it all out on the line and, um, it, it came through for him. Yeah, it did. You know, Amy, the interesting thing about Malcolm is when he really took off mm-hmm. in the second half of the year, returning the interception for a touchdown at the end of the Washington game? Mm-hmm. That's right. I don't know that I've ever seen guys more happy for another player than the guys were happy for Malcolm Butler. Absolutely. I agree with and that. And that, really, that was really special to witness how, how they – how strongly they felt about you and and a teammate in that way. And it kind of let me know there's something sort of special going on in that locker room overall, not just with number 21, but with everybody. Absolutely. It seemed like in those moments, in that time where you were kind of getting your groove back. <laughs> you did not just say Yeah, that. I thought that was kind of a nice <laughs> that touch. That was so bad. Can no, we cut that out, No, please? I thought that was Thank good. You. That stays. Um <laughs> No, during that time, it really felt like that's when that bond started forming for you guys. Do you agree with that? Oh, most definitely. Um, You know, we all get excited for each other when we make plays. You know, uh, I can remember another play um, when the the Jets game, I caught an interception. The first thing I see is Bayer fired up like he caught the pick. So, you know, that shows me a lot that my teammates care about me. And, you know, people care about people that care about them and care about the team. So, uh, that's just a little – couple bragging points for me so um yeah it's just, it's just great to have this group of guys and you know we all love each other we all excited about each other and we got each other's back man no matter what and um I'm just glad to be a part of the secondary it seems like the consistency on defense from the personnel to the coaching staff everything is going to be really good for the Titans defense as a whole but do you think it's been even better for Malcolm Butler individually uh, most definitely. Um, I know I came here for one reason only, to make plays and um, be a good player. And, you know, I see myself merging that way, emerging that way. And, um, you know, I know I started started slow, but, you know, I was coming off a, a big roller coaster from New sure. England, a mm-hmm. uh, big contract. And, you know, it was a lot on my plate then. Everything was fresh. And I'll say it's fresh again, but it's not that fresh. So I'm already comfortable. I'm already in rotation to the momentum I left. So uh, things will be better this year. All, all effort, no luck. As we wind down, 
Give us a young guy in the secondary we need to keep an eye on that you feel really has done a nice job through last year and continued it on into this year. Um, I'll say uh, Imani Hooker. You oh. know, um, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I don't like to speak on players and you, um, you know, talk about their play. I usually let them do what they do. But this guy, he's coming. He sit right beside me. You know, he doesn't say too much. You know, he always in his playbook, which a rookie should do. And he just go out there and make plays. You know, um, Kenny busted at him another day. He didn't say anything. He just went to the sideline and did his job. So uh, that's one of the guys. And you know, we got plenty of other guys, but you know. He's right there beside me, and I noticed things like that because I was a rookie, what, five, six years ago. So um, he, he's doing the right thing. Kenny can fuss at some guys mm-hmm. because he's – I mean, he has a lot of clout. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. He, he he get on me sometimes. You know, Does I, he really? I, I, I say something back, but, you know, <laughs> you know, it's all respect, man. How is Vrabel different in year two? I think he's pretty much the same, but I think he's more comfortable because – you know, he was he he was with all fresh players, I think, unless it's some players that he came right. that came from with him. But um, I think he he had to earn that trust from us, and we had to trust him. And I think it's better now. And um, this is second year with us with his scheme or whoever schemes it is. So things should be you know quite smoother. And um, he's just a great coach, players coach. He understands us, you know. He might say, hey, I, I was a player, too. I did this, I did that. And, you know, we believe him because he was a player. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion. And, um, you know, even Dean brags on him about how, you know, he used to have him in the classroom and he was a high-effort guy and he did everything right. So um, I hope things, you know, go well this year. Well, they will go well this year. And, you know, Braves doing a great job with us. So funny story, DeAndre Walker, the outside linebacker just drafted from Georgia. Mm-hmm. He just did the rookie event with us, and he was talking about when he met Vrabel at the combine, he didn't know Vrabel had played. Really? Didn't have any clue that, and so Vrabel was saying stuff to him, and in the workouts and stuff, you know, he'd pad up, and he'd say, this guy's big. Had no idea that he was an all-pro, had no idea that he'd won three Super Bowls. Right. That's (laughs) awesome. I hope that doesn't get back to the head coach. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Vrabel won't let him forget yeah, it. Yeah, there's there's no question because to be an outside linebacker under Vrabel, just like Harold Landry found out last year, you are going to be identified every single day. I think DeAndre Walker is going to be that guy. Yeah. I think if you come to a Titans practice and you see number 42, the head coach is going to be talking to him continuously. When the head coach used to play a position, he's always going to find those guys, right? Most definitely. He, he won't put his input. <laughs> <laughs> but being on the defense, I'm sure that he has some comments for you as well, just as a defensive player. Oh, most definitely. You know, Braves always in our, uh, in our DB room. You know, comes in there, shares what he has to say, and, you know, uh, probably some things we need to clean up. <laughs> and... um you know, he, he know we got great leaders in there. We're going to handle our business anyway. But it's it's really his job as a head coach to make sure, you know, every coach is teaching us the right things and make sure he's involved in every position group. And, you know, he does that well. Thank you for taking time with us. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And, and keep up the great work. I, as I said to Amy and we said to you, uh, everybody was just so excited to see things work out so well for you down the stretch. You're, you're one of the good guys, and 
you kept working through all the stuff that was going on. You kept the noise away and played absolutely fantastic football. More of that in 2019? Oh, from the start to the end. That's the goal. From the start to the end. That's I the love goal. it. Malcolm Butler with us on the OTP. For Amy Wells, I'm Mike Keith. And thanks for joining us for the official Titans podcast. I'm going to Popeye's for lunch. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs>